Support for this podcast comes from Frito-Lay in the 2023 Snack Bracket Championship. The Frito-Lay Snack Challenge is underway, and fans are voting on their favorite snacks to crown champion. We're talking about primetime matchups between the best 64 snacks in the land. Will Ruffles Ridges reign supreme? Can Doritos defend their dynasty? Or will Smart Food use their smarts for a surprise upset? Only you can decide. Get in on all the action for a chance to win up to $1,000 or a year's worth of snacks. Let your snacks be heard. Just go to Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com to vote and enter for a chance to win. No purchase necessary. Sweepstakes ends April 3rd, 2023. Void but prohibited. Years worth of snacks awarded in the form of 52 coupons, each good for one bag of chips. See official rules at Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com. It's the Duval Hot Takes Podcast, starring Sean Daly. He has a stepkid. No, they broke up. Oh, they did. He and the kid. <laughs> Pat Smith. I got a piss. You got a kitchen rack? <laughs> He's like in the fridge, and I'm like, oh, cool. I'll just use this right here. Do you mind? <laughs> With Taylor Smith and Devin May. Nobody ever told me I couldn't. I, <laughs> I've no one ever told me this was a bad idea. For the last 10 years of my life. My mom gave up, and you will too. <laughs> here we go. Ladies and gentlemen, good day to you, and welcome to the Duval Hot Takes Podcast, your favorite podcast for Jacksonville Jaguars football, brought to you by Big Cat Country and SB Nation. My name is Taylor Smith. I am your moderator for the show. I am joined by your hosts, Sean Daly. Hello there. Pat Smith. Yes, sir. And Facts and Stats man, Devin Mave. Oh. Today is Wednesday, August 3rd. Welcome to August. Welcome to football. That's right. It's finally here, the first game of the Jaguars preseason, and a special one at that. This is our second Hall of Fame game ever. What? Second? That's right. We've been here before. Our previous Hall of Fame game was actually the first NFL game for the Jaguars franchise. A little bit of trivia for you there. That game is tomorrow, Thursday, August 4th, 8 p.m. Eastern. A big day for us for many reasons. And we mark this occasion by bringing in a special guest. We have here with us today the, and I say again, the UCF Jaguar joining us on the show, a name you should absolutely recognize, but if not, let me tell you, this man is all over Jags analysis. He's got hot takes that rival our own. He runs the largest Jaguar show on YouTube. He's on the Duval Vibes podcast. He's on Twitter. He's on Instagram, and he's on the mic with us today. Welcome to Duval Hot Takes, my friend. Yeah, I appreciate you guys having me on, man. And I appreciate being called the UCF Jaguar because I'm sure there's a lot of imposters out there. But, you know, here I am in the flesh. Um, I guess not in the flesh, but, you know, over uh, over the audio over here. But, yeah, it's good to be here. Yeah, I'm glad <laughs> you mentioned that because when I look you up, I get uh, UCF Jaguar. I get UNF Jaguar. I get UFC Jaguar. UFC Jaguar is a prevalent one, man. UFC Jaguar, do not mess with him. <laughs> do not mess with UFC Jaguar. What's funny is in the Jaguar community, I'm like UCF, but in the UCF community, I'm Jaguar. So it's just, uh, it's funny how I uh, kind of switch identities between the two fan bases. It's your alter ego, man. Exactly. Well, we're really excited to have you here with us. I think Sean in particular is going to be excited because I didn't tell him this yet, but your record prediction for the Jaguars 2022 season 
matches Sean's. Oh, yeah. You both gave an eight and nine prediction for the year. Let's go. Okay. That's right. what I'm talking about. That is the realistic prediction, okay? Pat's drinking the Kool-Aid. He's sliding down rainbows in fantasy land, living in the world where the Jaguars are going to be 10 and 7. If it happens, I'm here for it. But 8 and 9, I feel like might be the ceiling for year one for Doug Peterson. Just to get that culture instilled, you know, 8 and 9, just mwah, it's beautiful. It's beautiful. It's a beautiful record. It's what we're aiming for. Let's be happy with it. That's what I'm talking about. I like this guy. He's got he's got good takes already. How, how many other fan bases is eight nine like a Super Bowl season as it is ours? It's when oh you've got how how many wins we have in the past three years six. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, all combined. We have so four the last two years. Yeah, and I think yeah. It's been bad. It's yeah. been a dark era. Real, real bad. So guess what? Eight wins? Amazing. Double the win total? Amazing. Let's do it. Let, let, let's just saddle up. Let's not get our shit pushed in every Sunday. How's about that? That's all I want. I'm like so down for that. I mean, you make a valid point, though. Uh, how many fan bases would be absolutely thrilled with eight wins for the year? Like thrilled. I mean, that's how low the bar is. Like you talk about like pressure. Is there any pressure on Doug Peterson right now? None. Like he was in the Philadelphia fan base where, you know, I mean, you know, the NFC East just expects everything out of those teams to the Jaguars where it's like, hey, seven and ten, we're going right. to build you a statue right. here. Like no ring necessary. Just just put up seven wins for the year and, and we'll we might, you know, we might build a statue of you every year in a different, you know, uh, emote for you, you know, a different style in front of the stadium. We'll just circle the stadium in bronze Doug Peterson statues. And keep your fingers out of waitresses. That's it. Yeah. Boom. We're done. We're in. You do that. Yeah. Look what he has to follow up. Like I'm watching his press conferences and I'm like, oh my God, this guy knows the players' names. <laughs> we got a coach here, guys. He <laughs> knows who Aaron Donald is. How scary oh, is that night and day difference though? I mean, a lot of people they were very hype on the Urban Meyer train. I'm not going to point fingers, but very <laughs> hype on the Urban Meyer train. And, you know, you see that debacle just slowly unfold week after week after week. And finally, it comes to a close. You bring in Doug Peterson, and then you're watching this guy on, on the podium. He's, he's, talking, he's talking about players. He's talking about scheme. He's talking about responsibility. He's talking about accountability. It, it's night and day. I mean, how scary of a reality no, it, is that? It was scary because I remember last year. I mean, thank God I'm not like in the Jaguars media. I'm just like a fake media person. So I don't have to like watch the press conferences. Sure. I couldn't watch anymore because I was like, this is who our franchise is in the hands of. And there's a legit chance that Shad Khan does not fire him. And I'm like, this is scary right now. Like, I am not as funny as it was is looking back at his quotes, making fun of it. Like at that time, like. In that October to November, I was like, what is going on here? I've never seen somebody just mailed in and get more clueless as the weeks went along. It was just, it was scary and sad at the same time. I mean, the memes were great. You're right. The memes were, were great. It was it was something that you could look back on and laugh. A lot of people dragged us in the schedule release, you know, obviously. Uh, but, I mean, ultimately now, you, you got to strive for something better. And, and I, do you see that in Doug Peterson, obviously? I mean, you can't do worse than what you did last year. What do you see as far as what Doug Peterson brings to the table? And what, what do you think the ceiling is for a cat like Doug Peterson? I mean, I love the Doug Peterson hire. He was the guy that I wanted before Urban Meyer even got fired. because I mean, it all made sense. Like, you needed to bring in 
And that's one thing with like the Byron Lutwa situation was, you know, a lot of Jaguar fans fell in love with Byron to Jacksonville. But uh, yeah, was Jacksonville really the right job for Byron Lutwich? Because, you know, he comes into a situation where the where the culture is extremely unstable, um, where it's uh, he has a front office where he might not be able to trust anybody. And instead, you bring in a guy like Doug Peterson, who has already been in an organization where like the front office and the ownership there was a big, like, uh, I guess, um, a power struggle there. Divide. Yeah, and he ultimately lost a power struggle. So he knows how important that is. I mean, he's been inside of a winning organization. He's led a team to a Super Bowl. I mean, we have this young quarterback with Trevor Lawrence here, and he's a former quarterback. He runs a system that's probably going to really suit Trevor Lawrence's strengths. It just, when, when you looked at everything, it, it just made so much sense to bring in a guy like Doug Peterson and, you know, accept that, look, Doug Peterson has, it looks like a pretty high floor, but also, you know, an unlimited ceiling because he's a, I mean, he did a really good job over there for the Philadelphia Eagles, obviously, when it comes to just the, not only the playoff berths, but being able to get a Super Bowl. So I thought it was an awesome hire, especially if you decided that you're going to keep Trent Baalke. I feel like uh, really just to bring in Doug Peterson, I feel like they're going to be able to make it work. And I thought it was a, a slam dunk hire from the Jaguars. And it's funny how like it's almost like the Jaguars were trying not to hire him. And, and the Jaguars accidentally made the right decision when it comes to like, oh, they they interviewed Eberflus and Hacken. Both of them got taken. Then they're over here flirting with Rich Passaccia and and they're talking to uh, the Bill O'Brien. I'm like, come on, guys. And then I was just so delighted when it came out that that uh, that Doug Peterson got the job. So I, I'm really excited about it. Well, Jaguar, can I call you Jaguar? Of course. <laughs> All right, Jaguar. You're on to something there, okay? Uh, the Byron Leftwich smoke was real. There's fire there, okay? We want Byron. We still want Byron. Every night I go to bed, I look at a picture of Byron Leftwich, tear goes over my eye. He, we're not ready for Byron yet as an organization. He's the, he's the long-term answer. That's our baby, okay? Right now we just need a get-you-right, rebound, you know, head coach. And I think Doug Peterson's the perfect that guy. Dude. He's perfectly fits that mold of somebody that's going to write your organization, get you in the right direction, install a culture, get your young quarterback to actually get some confidence in him, get things moving in the right direction, gather your stuff, get a ground floor, and then we're going to kick him to the curb and go with Byron Leftwich, baby. So I'm 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 right. I'm all for Doug Peterson right now because he's Mr. Right Now. I don't think he's going to be the guy that's going to get us all the way to where we get to be. I think that that's Byron Leftwich, baby. So right now I'm ready. I'm ready for Doug Peterson to get get my organization correct, get us moving in the right direction, and then move on in maybe a year or two, and then go go chase that Super Bowl with Byron Leftwich, the future head coach of the Jacksonville Jaguars. I'm going to be real with you, Jaguar. Does the nostalgia ever get annoying for you? Hey, man. The the nostalgia fans, the 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 folks who who live in the past. I got no idea what you're talking about. Forget man. everything that's ever happened. They don't care where they came from. They wore the teal jersey. They were uh, a Gator at one point, or you know, th- does any of that ever get annoying to you when you can't speak? No idea what you're talking like about. Like just 
common sense these folks they're 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 just so sold on whatever the the name plate on the back when they used to play or or the the colors that they used to represent no the the fans that drive me nuts are the people that think like jimmy smith's gonna be like a great wide receiver coach (laughs) 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 you see those people like oh we're gonna bring jimmy smith in here oh tom mcmanus is gonna be the linebackers coach (laughs) we're gonna bring back donovan darius as a as a safety i'm like come on people let's let's be realistic here hey reggie (laughs) barlow is a head coach in the xfl right now reggie barlow could come in here and do some coaching okay yeah we're just gonna make a dream coaching staff of former jaguars players that'll uh that's the that's the key to fix the Jaguars. I just I don't see where it comes from. I don't see why. There's so many more valid options in the universe that people won't just like take those blinders off and, and look that there's plenty to choose from. Listen, I'm all I get it. I support the teal hundred percent, but there's times where you just gotta leave the past in the past and just it's time to move on, man. It's time to see better. You know? Well sometimes like the Jaguars have got have gotten so many things wrong. Like, I was at the point when the Jaguars hired Urban Meyer. I'm like, screw it. Why not? Like, we've tried everything else. Like, why don't we go super outside the box? Yeah. And this is either because when you, when you hire a guy like Urban Meyer, you either you either wanted to go really, really good or you wanted to go really, really bad. And the, the thing that stinks is if it's like kind of toward the middle or the lower middle where you get like a Gus Bradley where you keep the guy there for a while and it turns out that he just isn't anything like at least with Urban Meyer, it was so obvious that it was not the right thing to do. And it's not like you wasted this great Jaguars roster. Really, the only thing you wasted was like Trevor Lawrence's rookie year, which we have plenty of time to recover from. But that was, you know, we got the wrong we got a terrible end of it. And it's it's crazy how how Shad Khan didn't do a better job about really just feeling it out because the, the thing he should have done was like he shouldn't have talked to Bill Belichick about how he feels about him he shouldn't have talked to Jimmy Johnson he should have like talked to like people in equipment staffs of Ohio State and like just the normal people that make you know 60k a year doing whatever and seeing like okay how did Urban Meyer treat you and that probably should have been the route that he went but I think he was so infatuated. It's like, you know, when when you're friends with a girl that's clearly not a good girl, but like they're just so infatuated with her that like nobody can make them think otherwise. That was literally shot con with Urban Meyer. And it just turned out to be probably the worst head coaching hire in NFL history. Yeah. I mean, just pick up the phone, man. Just call somebody that knows the guy. I mean, there there, there was a laundry list of of you know, accusations and issues in his collegiate past. I just feel like he didn't vet out the process at all. I mean, it just, just, just talk to anyone that was around him and you could, you could find just how, how insane. I mean, I still don't know how that Florida Gators locker room won those championships <laughs> uh, t- with that team that they had. Like that was, that's insane. That's true. You insane. Know, enough about Urban Meyer. All right. We got Doug Peterson in the fold. That's it. All right. And let me tell you something I heard. That's it. From camp that I love. Okay. So Doug Peterson's putting 10 minutes up on the scoreboard and he's got a number of plays that he wants them to run. And that 10 minutes ticks down. Right. And then he'll stop the board whenever they run as many plays as he wanted. And he'll have that overflow of time, whatever the, the remainder, like say it's a minute and 35 seconds. And he jots down a minute and 35 seconds. 
And then he installs like five to ten more plays in that minute and 35 seconds to see how much they can fit into that time period. That kind of stuff gets me so hyped because that is genius offensive installment. And I just, I'm so happy with the direction that we're going from a coaching standpoint because, like Jaguar said, like Pat said, Urban Meyer was not a real head coach. He was the worst head coach in, in history. He wasn't ever there. I'm pretty sure he didn't like watch the practices half the time. I, I, I just I, now we've got Doug Peterson, who's committed, who's there, hands on, knowledgeable, and he's doing stuff that makes sense and stuff that makes me go, "Wow, that's really smart." I can't believe that I didn't think of that before. Urban Meyer should have been doing that. We're moving in the right direction, baby. We're in camp, Jaguar. What are you watching? from camp right now who's got your eye all right who's got your attention well i know it was fun kind of seeing the videos get released now that they have pads on i love seeing like the one-on-ones between the offensive linemen and defensive linemen that's just like so intriguing because it's true that's like true football right there where you mm-hmm. try to beat you know the offensive linemen i i know some things that i want to see i, I want to see trevon walker just kind of develop some more really just pass rushing skills because I know today when I looked at him it was like okay he's got the bull rush down he's good at that but you know he needs to add more you know pass rushing moves to his arsenal and I know look when we drafted him we kind of knew that but it's all about like if the Jaguars want to go you know eight nine or like you know ten and seven whatever we're gonna need Trevon Walker to be the best player in the NFL draft uh, so I want to continue to see him do work. I liked Walker Little at right tackle. You know, a lot of people complain like, oh, we didn't do enough at offensive line. Our offensive line isn't good enough. But I was looking at it today. There's a very good chance that our week one starting offensive line versus our week one starting offensive line in 2021, there's 80% new starters out there. So there is a lot going on with the offensive line. You know, I think Walker Little wins that right tackle job. Um, Brandon Sheriff, when he's on the field, he's outstanding. Um, those are a couple things. I, I just want to see, I guess, with Trevor Lawrence, like who the ball gravitates to the most. Like if he's under pressure, I guess where he's looking is is Travis Etienne that that safety valve is. I mean, we have so many new weapons right now with Travis Etienne coming back, and then Zay Jones. There, there's uh, Christian Kirk. There's Evan Ingram. There's just there's a lot going on when it comes to just new players to look at. So I want to see like, you know, is, is the tight end his best friend is, is the check down to the running back ETN. Is that where he looks? I, I don't know if we're going to be able to get really see that from training camp, but um, I guess toward the preseason, I guess just into the regular season. Those are, those are just some of the things that I'm kind of most excited about. So you want little at right tackle? Yes. And so you want all right? You think he'll be? He's never played right tackle before there. Yeah, but he's he was you out know, there getting reps today, man, beating down Josh Allen. Yeah, but I know, but I just I would much rather see little push Jawan Taylor to where like get your mind right and Jawan Taylor live up to that second round right tackle potential. I just don't think Jawan Taylor's got it in him. I I think we saw the best. Put that dog in him. I I, I think we saw the best out of him with his rookie year, and then he just regressed ever since. I mean, last year was yeah. just an uh, coaching aside. Last year, penalty wise, was just a debacle in itself. I mean, if he wasn't holding, the guy was 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 a space cadet. He he had no idea what was going on. Whether you chalk that up to just poor poor scheming, poor training, poor practice, whatever. I mean, there was just it just did not look good. So, if Walker Little gives you even seventy percent 
of a right tackle presence, that's far better than I think anything Juwan Taylor brings to the table. Yeah, and I you you, you bring an excellent point in the trenches. I, I think AJ Can not being there, who I think was a non fundamental piece, and then replacing him with with Brandon Scherf, uh, Tyler Shatley, who, who you know is a question mark for me because I. Now you're going full time versus you know three four games a, a year. It's going to be a lot more pressure on the body. Fortner looks like he's getting starting center reps um, with the ones, and, and it could be a potential rookie starter on that offensive line. And then of course you have Cam Robinson, who just got the the contract, got secured the bag, and and now he's got to he's got to play with that money, you know, which who knows might get Andrew Norwell syndrome where you know you get you secure the bag and then you take a couple games off during the year so couple games I mean Andrew Norwell took his whole the rest of his career off yeah that was awful (laughs) so yeah that offensive line I think is is a is a great great point into this preseason and it's something that most fans should be watching for um because Again, I don't know who's saying we didn't do anything to the line. The line completely changed, I think. I, I, it's going to be a completely different look, completely different guy, set of guys, especially if Walker Little works into the right tackle role. So, yeah, keep Trevor clean is my only concern. And I and I love how they're thrusting Luke Fortner into the starting center role, too. Like, don't, don't waste around with competition. Like, let him get a relationship with Trevor Lawrence. And I also like how, like, when he's out there to the right of him, he has – Brandon Sheriff, who's going into his eighth season and is a pro bowler. Then to the left of him, he has Tyler Shatley going into his ninth season. So he has plenty like around him when it comes to his peer group just to learn from and get tips from. I mean, Tyler Shatley there to the left of him was playing his position for most of last year. So that's one thing I do like about what's going on. Mm -hmm. It is scary, though, the interior line being as mismatched as it is right now, because that is the quickest path to the quarterback is through those three guys and if they're not gelling then uh then we're in trouble which is one of the big parts that we're going to be looking at in this preseason game coming up against the las vegas raiders the jaguars in the hall of fame game because the jacksonville jaguars have a hall of famer for the first time ever in tony Pacelli. so they get to play in that game against the raiders and what are we looking at boys i'll t- i'm gonna start it off i'm gonna tell you i'm looking at cisco wingard and I'm looking at Nick Ford left guard because I think Nick Ford has the possibility to jump into this interior line conversation. Yeah, I know for myself, I mean, this one, uh, you know, this is a, a, a revenge game for the Raiders. You know that. You know why? Why? Because uh, the last time the Jaguars won an away game was against the Oakland Raiders. So oh, that's right. I know they have a bunch of pimped up anger right now. <laughs> and they're going to look to extract it on our backups. But um and in all seriousness, uh, I don't, I don't like, I don't know who's gonna play this game. I mean, I, I'm, I guess the main thing I'm looking for, I want to see maybe, do we have another Alan Hearns, Keelan Cole, Alan Lazard, cough cough situation? Oh, I think we do, buddy. Where like we have a undrafted rookie kind of come out and kind of show himself a wide receiver. Um, I know the Winningham is looking good. I hear Kevin Austin's kind of falling off of a cliff, but that's oh, one person. Well, that's not good for me, Jaguar. Don't say that. <laughs> so I don't know. I guess that's the main thing I'm looking at, and I don't know. I'll, I'll look at rookies. I don't know is Luke Fortner going to play if he's if he's a projected starter on offense. Is he going to be sitting there snapping the ball to Jake Luton? If that's his gonna shit, little team? better play. I mean, do you guys? What do you guys? Do you guys think Trevor Lawrence gets any snaps? I see it as a one drive. 
type thing. Oh, that'd I, be that'd be fantastic. I think you almost have to. I mean, if it was any other scenario, if it was a team that was already built up, a foundation was already laid, and and you know you you have you're just interworking maybe a new receiver or a new offensive lineman for for the better part of this offense. I mean, yeah, there's some familiar faces. But for the most part, it's it's all brand new, man. And at least the key pieces are. And I think you have to get as many live snaps as you can. Because the, these four weeks are going to zip right by. And it, you could you could tell me pads all, all the time. I mean, what? They're going to be in pads one more time outside of, outside of Sunday and Monday? Unless Tuesday's a travel day. I'm, yeah, Tuesday's a travel. So yeah, you had two days in pads. So all the real time snaps, man, it matter. And you can you can do pad work all day long. You're not going to go as hard against your own teammates, and nor should you. But um, yeah, I think at least a drive. You got to get a drive with the ones, and um, see see just just simple stuff. You don't have to make you know you don't have to do a hook and ladder in the middle of the game. Just just show me that you can pass the ball. I explicitly want to make sure that they can catch the ball, and. Yeah, make it look like a working offense. And then get off the field. It doesn't have to be much, but a couple plays. See, I think the danger with that is like, because I agree with you, I want to see them out there, but what if they go out there three and out and you don't see the starting offense of Then you take it. That's it. We're going to be sitting there mulling for a whole entire week. (laughs) We're going to be breaking down those three plays. (laughs) It's going to be ugly. I I know it's going to be ugly. I I have no doubt in my mind that those guys are going to go out there. If, If they get a field goal... You should celebrate it like the Super Bowl. If if they get in field goal range, if they go seventy yards down the field, celebrate that as a win because I think it's going to be ugly. There's there's a timing element. I mean, I I hear that you know it's been up and down with Trevor with the receivers. Evan Ingram is suspect with his catches as he's always been in his career. Uh, you know, it's uh, it's going to take time. It is going to take time. So. I can honestly say I don't have many expectations uh, for the offense. Snoop Connor, dude. Snoop Connor's going to go off. Snoop Connor's going to have a game. He's going to have a game to the point to where we're going to be like, okay, James Robinson, you take your time, buddy. Take your time. You're good. Take three weeks, four weeks, five weeks, six weeks. Take however many many weeks you need to get back to full health because Snoop Connor can step right in right behind ETN and uh, give you as much time as you need to be right. That's what I want out of this game and pretty much the whole preseason i want to see enough from snoop connor to feel good about james robinson being able to take his time rather than come back too soon yeah i can agree i'm excited for snoop connor and almost with like i i i want to play pretty much all our offensive players but one guy i wouldn't mind just protecting is travis Etienne because man that guy just he looks good right now man and you know, I know last year, I don't think a lot of people were very high on him last year just because, like, oh, you took a running back first round. You have James Robinson. But, I mean, if you go back and look at him at Clemson, no one can look at that and be like, nah, we don't need that. We're good. <laughs> he was, and he's, and one thing I love about just seeing him is, like, dude, he's getting so many, like, receptions, whether it be, like, wheel routes or out routes or, you know, in the middle of the field. I mean, he is getting so much work when it comes to just, like, you know, catching the ball. I mean, if there was if there was anything that Urban Meyer did well when it comes to like what he might have done right, it was Travis Etienne getting him reps at receiver. So I love uh, that's one thing that I'm definitely really excited about. I was I was telling Sean, especially with Travis, uh, Travis Etienne is a one play player for me this week. I I put him out in in the one play. I think he'll be the most successful in 
take them right back out and that's it you know that's just let me see you live cool that looked good we'll rest you for the next week you know yeah man bubble wrap it's crazy because now the preseason for 30 teams in the nfl is three games long but the jaguars and the raiders get four games you know like like the old times and i'm thinking like the first the script of that first game has always been one drive and then the second game one quarter third game two and a half quarters fourth game they rest but now since they've gone down to three preseason games it feels like the first game is like nothing and then you get two halves out of the the second two games so it's like uh, maybe the jaguars can go back to the old script since they're getting that extra preseason game and just do one drive like pat said and hopefully we don't go three and out the uh, jaguars definitely on to something there because if it's two incomplete passes uh, we're gonna be running that tape. Uh, especially two that tape. was it the route two incomplete passes straight in the bread box that's that's gonna be heartbreaking yeah, that would not be good so there's a risk reward you know i say hand it off three times screw it you know you get the first down then you throw it if you don't get the first down you punt it. i remember last you see, remember uh, last year when with urban meyer how bad each 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 like drive was for the offense where it was like they never wanted to take out the crew yeah <laughs> yeah it was, oh my it, God. it was rough in the pre though i did that one touchdown pass to lavisca last preseason that was good for me baby you remember that yeah. in <laughs> Dallas, right oh yeah oh that was in the yeah. back of the but right back pylon where everybody was yeah, like was all nice. right move visca up your fantasy draft boards you're taking him in the sixth round he's gonna be trevor's favorite target and then Speak, so. Speaking of Visca, I've got I've got two guys I want your honest opinion on, Jack. Let's start with Visca. They're working him in the backfield a little bit. I don't know what they, they're going to maybe use him as a utility guy. I don't know if they put him out in the flex or not. Debo but Samuel. What 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 do you do with Visca if you're calling the shots? Man, it, it's hard because I know a lot of people say, "Oh, give it to him on bubble screens." Well, if I'm being honest. If I'm running a bubble screen, I'd rather give that to like Agnew. Like right. I want to give it to somebody with like speed. Exactly. And giving it to him in the back backfield, I'd rather give it to like Etienne or give it to like you know James or Snoop or I don't know when James Robinson's going to be back and fully healthy. But I guess with Lavisca Chenault, I think his best role is like get the Jaguars' offense going a little bit. You know, then all of a sudden maybe in the second quarter you know, hit him on a slant route and then maybe have him impose his will and truck some people. And uh, because it's just hard for me to say, okay, we're going to give it to LaVisca Chanel and he's just going to truck people. You know what I mean? It's, it's almost like reminds me of like the Jaguars plan in 2018 with the team. It's like, oh, you know, we're going to come out here and run a so-so offense and just have our defense rely on getting pick sixes and touchdowns. It's like when you rely on a player to just like, oh, he's going to, mow people down five six people down at a time i just think it's a it's a harder it's 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 a harder thing to do than just say okay this guy's just faster than this guy this guy is agile he can run away from people with lavisco i don't know i'm probably not as high on him as a lot of people um he's a cut you think he's getting cut he's getting cut dude See, I, I guess I'm I'm higher on him than you are. I guess I'll say that it's a, it's a crowded receiver room. I mean, you, you talk you, t- you were talking about those UDFA guys. You know, even let's say one of those cats come out, and, and you do have a new Alan Lazard coming out of the the wide receiver room. On top of what you've signed and what you're carrying over, and then you're talking about Visca. I mean, how many receivers are you going to carry on that 53? You gave five mil to Treadwell. Yeah. He ain't getting yeah. cut. Yeah. I mean, I mean, it, it would have to be a situation where, like, you know, you have, a, you know, 
whether it be Kevin Austin or Winningham, like they just look so good and they're so intriguing where you can't hide them on a practice squad because you know someone's going to swipe them. Exactly. You know, so that's 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 the thing. My my second guy that I want I want out of you is 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 old Mr. Clavon is Chase on the sack guru himself. He's averaging one sack a year, all right, for the last two years, and that's a sack of crystals. Listen, it, that's in critical danger this year. I don't know if you've seen any of his. I'm sure you have, but I, out of his training camp. Oh my god! Did you see the jump? The jump move. He looks bad coming off the edge. You see the jump? He, he was against Will Richardson. Yeah. And, like, I swear if uh, you could have put me out there and I could have blocked him. He did this weird, like, jump move. He just he just doesn't look like he's built to play the position. He looks small. He's just small. Like, and I, I almost feel bad for him because it's like, can this – he just looks so outmatched. It's like, you know, it's like putting a Pop Warner kid on the high school team. It's like they, they, they can't – they just can't do anything. And he has no power. He's not – He's not very quick. It doesn't look like he he has a lot of the Taven Bryan traits where it's like he has no like football like uh, intelligence where like there'll be times <laughs> where like like there'll be time like I remember last year for you which game it was but like he was right there like four feet away from the guys he was squared up he could have easily made the tackle but he like falls backwards it's like they just he just doesn't he's not a f- natural football player. And it's a absolutely terrible draft pick. Um, one of the biggest, I mean, it's a huge bust, but we, we can't classify because he wasn't drafted in the top 10. So, you know, obviously we've had some huge blunders in the top 10, but he is just terrible. And I don't know what kind of role he serves, but, you know, I'll take Smoot. I'll take Arden Key. I'll take, I'll take anybody on that defensive line over him. You said Smoot. You like Smoot? I like Smoot. I mean, I think he's kind of carved out a good role for himself in this league. He was kind of struggling at first when it comes to, like, what position do I play? What weight do I play at? But, I don't know, he's turning out to be a pretty, like like a like a football player that you want on your team. Not someone yeah. that you're going to go out and pay a lot of money to. But, like, you know, you need guys like, like Smoot on your team to be a good team. Yeah. Like this guy. He had a hell of a rep against Brand Scherf Monday. Yeah. Had a hell of a rep. Put him on the ground. Put him on the ground. Smooth season coming up. Coming up He's to be somebody. Jaguar, man. Yeah, man. Hashtag Smooth gang. I like Smooth. I actually had him on the channel in 2018. I interviewed him. Oh, way yeah? Back then. Yeah? What's, his, yeah? what's the interview like? He was cool. I mean, I was super freaking awkward because <laughs> I was, uh, I don't know, it was like my first interview and I don't know. I just, I don't try to get a lot of players on here because I really, I don't know. I just... I don't really know what I'm doing. (laughs) We don't even try because if anyone heard anything that we said about those players, we wouldn't wouldn't get a soul on here. So we'd have no shot. We actually were going to have Andrew Mevis on next week. The future (laughs) kicker of the Jaguars. No, you're joking, right? Oh, man. I thought you had like an interview scheduled and it was like, (laughs) oh, this is awkward. (laughs) So Sean and I, we have we have an undrafted free agent draft that we do every year. We take three names apiece, so we draft the undrafted. And based off of our players and how they, you know, fare on the team for the future, it kind of gives us our own little, you know, little mini team, if you will, within the team. Exactly, yeah. Ooh, First overall was Andrew Mevis for me today, this year. Um, 
did not work out well. So Sean, Sean's getting his licks in uh, every opportunity he can. I said, uh, it feels good. I said on the video this week, I'm like, it's not a kicking competition. It's just you're just playing Survivor out there at this point. <laughs> <laughs> Which one of you can avoid hitting Dave Campo? Right, because oh, where man. they they took Fry right off of a off of a one day practice, or I mean. Yeah. It didn't seem like he was there the entire time, right? They just had tryouts today, and he was like, "Wow, you can kick it through the uprights. You're signed." Yeah, I don't know. I mean, Fry. I mean, I was an Orlando Apollos fan, and he 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 was like fourteen of fourteen when he was playing for the Apollos. So, oh my God, what a pull! Nice job, Jaguar. I have good memories of Elliot Fry because I was a proud season ticket holder um, of the Orlando Apollos before they folded. Hey, national champions, like, man! Yeah, uh, they were undefeated. Steve yeah, they Spurrier, were undefe- baby. Spur yeah, they were undefeated. And it just happened to be like the same year where like UCF claimed our national championship. I'm just like, can I just get like a real championship here? <laughs> so, so that means three guys from the Orlando Apollos are on NFL teams. You got Elliot Fry. You got the the quarterback. Uh, oh, I forget his name. Oh, the Garrett Gilbert. Eric, yeah, Garrett Gilbert. He's still on the roster, I'm pretty sure. And Dearness Johnson. Yeah. Is on the is on the Browns. Ernest was a beast, man. I picked him up because I had Chubb. And he was like going to be out, and I was like, "Oh, this guy, yeah, off for me on a <laughs> Thursday you tell night." I did the same thing. Yeah, I did the same damn thing. Uh, hey, the good thing about being in my fantasy league that also has my co-host in it, they're always sleep. They're always <laughs> sleeping, so I just get to come in there and get the the Orlando Apollos like Dearness Johnson, baby. Yeah, and. uh yeah, that's a great point. But I'm worried about, I mean, this kicking spot, man. Like, uh, We're going for two every time, Jaguar. Don't worry about it. We don't need a kicker. I mean, we're talking about like, oh, we're optimistic eight, nine and stuff. But like, you're going to have some games where you only win by one, two or three. And, you know, how much of a boner killer is it when like when Agnew has the number one play of the year, runs it all the way back. You're all excited. And then Lambo misses an extra point to end the half. Yeah, <laughs> right. Right, that's the that's the part of the number one. Was it ESPN big play? Yeah, yeah it was like NFL.com. Like yeah, NFL.com big play. That's the part that they miss on that number one yeah, highlight. Is six. is the is the Lambo shank to the right? <laughs> it is Dave Campo. <laughs> that's the dumbest thing. I hate that. Like I was saying with the NFL, and this is like a weird take of mine, but I think like because I hate how they, they want to make extra points more interesting. So they back the kicker further away. I mean, I say all touchdowns should be worth seven points and then you can wager it. You can wager a point, you know, you go for two and if you convert, you get, you add a point, And if you don't convert, you lose a point. So it's essentially just taking out the Whoa, kicker. rain, man, slow down, slow down. Okay. Right. So you, you, you had me, you had me at wager. Anytime I can wager anything, I'll, <laughs> I'll fucking do it. I'm, like, I'm down. Touchdowns were seven, but if we roll these dice and they come up snake eyes, you get an additional three and a half points Yeah, and you can then convert those points into yards. I, I was so lost on that, man. You All right, but if you miss, if you miss the kick, we take your firstborn child. <laughs> well, Stakes are high too. We could do Stakes that. But my wager, my wager is you get seven points and if you want to go for it, you do it as a regular two point conversion. And if you convert, you get the extra point, so that's an eight-point touchdown, basically. Yeah. But if you go for it and you don't get it, then you only get six. Isn't so, that the same thing? No, because a touchdown is worth seven points, and oh, you don't have to go oh, for the, okay, okay, the okay, extra okay. point. You don't have right. to because how how lame is it when your freaking kicker misses an extra point? And it's like, but I mean, yeah. to be to be fair, right? 
about I would I'd I'd, I'd venture to say seventy percent of the league has a kicker that kicks it over eighty five percent in field goal and then probably over 95% in the extra points. Like it, it just, it just so happens to be, we didn't have one. I mean, our, our kickers have sucked the last couple of years. That's just all it is. Yeah. I mean, Lambo Lambo was, was the second best kicker in the league before he yeah. went through his mental spiral of, of disparity. And can and, we blame you know, urban for that? Too, I mean, by when, the way, can we blame the, the fall of Lambo to urban? I think he tried. Didn't he try counter suing? No, I, I blame Ir- I blame his wife who divorced him. But then I don't know. He had oh, something weird right. going on with dogs. I don't know what was. Uh, <laughs> this is libel. Jeez. Wanna, I'm not trying to speculate, but you know him yeah. and that pet paradise. I don't know what I don't know what was going on with Lambo. <laughs> oh, but he cut his God. hair. He was uh I don't know. Lambo's Lambo's going into pet paradise half nude. Like, what's going on, dog? I don't like, know, man. I don't know what he was doing in those pools. Hey, <laughs> investigate pet paradise. <laughs> investigate it. You heard it now. They don't even have the pools up there anymore, I don't think. How many people do you think utilize that pet paradise? No, that was the uh, dumbest in thing. In a year. <laughs> it's like you just had like if you're over there, you just heard all these dogs like barking, and it's like, what is the point? I think all these dogs are absolutely right. Miserable. It's it's yeah, it's it's a hundred and five degrees. Okay, <laughs> there's a a kitty pool the size of of Literal two kitty pool two feet in, in diameter. All right, for eight dogs to share, and and the attendants are probably stoned out of their mind. It. it who who's winning out of that? Who's winning out? And then I'm supposed to take my dog home while I'm I'm blitzed out of my mind. Pet Paradise. It, it was just it was a terrible installment. You could have literally done anything with that section of the stadium. Literally done anything and been ten times. You could have built a Candyland, and I would have been ten times more happier for the Candyland than I would Pet Paradise. I don't know. I just it's interesting. That's one interesting thing is like what they're gonna what's gonna happen with the stadium upgrades because. I hope I hope they bring I, I know at some point they'll bring in shade. I just don't know, like because it's sounding like Shad Khan wants to do a whole not just like do a Dolphins thing where they just kind of thrust up a top up there. I think he wants to go like all out and do some real heavy stadium Wins improvements. Me over which, if he does that, that's a, that'd be a huge, huge thing to win this fan base back over because I feel like the temperature in the room says Shad Khan can kick rocks right now. Like, what's going on here? And uh, if he actually did something like that, then he'd, he'd win, win some good favor back with me and I think most of the fan base. Honestly, I, I think he should have apologized for the Urban Meyer hire. Like, I think it, because why, why, why couldn't he apologize? Why couldn't he have said, look, I was duped. I thought we were getting somebody that wasn't, so I'm sorry. Because, dude, there's so many people that drop money on the Jaguars. I went to, like, two away games. People drop season tickets. I don't know. I think I thought he owed the fan base somewhat of an apology, but he's a billionaire, so. I mean, and then you got the, the infamous line of, I, I got it right this time, you know? This time I got it right. This time I got it right. How 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 bad were you dragged for that, yeah. kid? And they asked I mean, him straight up, and he was just, <laughs> you know, just kind of this time. I meant this time. It was like, dude, yeah, you're an asshole. No humility. Right. No. It's 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 a it's a guy with fun money with a hobby that he doesn't give a shit about. He and he's even printing live in Jacksonville. He's printing money hand over fist every year, and they're losing. Like there's no again. You talk about accountability. You talk about responsibility. He doesn't have any pressure. He doesn't have any reason to want a good product. I mean, obviously it's better, right? It's obviously better, but for him, the money comes in whether they win or not. 
So there's just no motivation on him. There's it's a low risk. He's he's printing. You don't go broke owning an NFL team, and he is the purest of examples. And it's and it's funny because like a lot of times we say the shot con care about winning. You know that's the old question, but. I think the better question is how much does Shad Khan hate losing? Like one guy, we, we make fun of him a lot, but he cares is Jim Ursay. Like when 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 he lost to the Jaguars week 18, that dude was oh, so pissed. pissed. He pissed. that was dwelling on him for so long. If you were to reverse positions and Shad Khan were in that spot, he would be over it in an hour. Minutes. You know? Minutes. Like, and that's the that's the true level of how much of a fan you are and how much you really care. And he's, uh, I mean, you just have to hope that Shad Khan gets lucky when it comes to who he hires and hopefully it's in a good place with them because it's, uh, you guys know the last decade has been pretty yeah. miserable. Well, we, you know, you got to hope to turn it around and yeah, that's, and it starts August 4th. That's, that's it, man. That's it. August fourth, the turnaround starts. You got a you got a stat line for me, Jag. You got a uh, you know you want to you want to put your name on something. Dude, aren't the score the scores are always like weird in these games. So I'll yeah, go with the extra points. I'll go, I'll go with the Jaguars winning like thirteen to nine. Hell yeah! Okay, I like Take that. Money under. Hey, what's your Snoop Connor line, Sean? What's what's Snoop that? Snoop Connor line over eight and a half carries. All right, and over. I'm going to push this one down. Over 38 and a half yards. Yeah, I'd go over on both of them. Yeah, yeah. This guy knows what he's talking about right here. Well, because who else is that running back? I mean, you have the Cottrell, right? And you're not going to play James Robinson. ETN might get a carry. I mean, that's going to be the Snoop Connor show. Yeah. I didn't even know Nathan Cottrell was on this team until that Madden rating (laughs) came out. And apparently he's he's fast as hell too. And I and I didn't even know he was that on the team. That could be our breakout. That could be our Keelan Cole right there. I hope. <laughs> I'm telling you, it's going to be exciting. So. Who's who's playing quarterback? Who's playing quarterback for the the majority of this I, game? I think boys? Jake Luton plays the majority. Oh God, Luton's futons Jesus. pulling out a He's store near still you. Still got the futon. I don't I don't mind Luton because he has a huge cannon. But wow, oh, hey. I, Hey, hey, but no, we're, there's a bad, I think people have a bad taste in their mouth because of that, that, that Steelers game. Yeah. Yeah. He, he really shat the bed on that one. But who's the other uh, guy? They have a, they got that guy from the XFL, right? Yeah. I don't think he's going to be. Yeah. Didn't we, be a we drop DJ show, Perry? Yeah. We got Slaughter out there, dude. Slaughter. Kyle Slaughter. Slaughter. It's a slaughterhouse, man. Yeah. It's going to be ugly. Journeyman. Yeah. The EJ Perry was so bad. They. They kicked him out with Andrew Mevis, and now they're uh, driving Uber in Jacksonville. Probably. I want to see what Santoso looks like. I want to see how this thick man looks on the field. Like this is just a big body kicker. I want to see him drop somebody. Uh, I, I want to see Grant Morgan, uh, academic Heisman Award finalist, uh, one of the UDFA picks from myself. I want to see what fifty-five looks at linebacker. I want to see what Nick Ford looks like at left guard. All right, uh, Kevin Austin might be falling off a cliff, like Jaguar said, but I want to see if he really did. I want to see if we can find him off that cliff. All right, these, these are the times. Uh, this is the eyeball test, ladies and gentlemen. The eyeball test. The score doesn't matter unless you bet on it. But now I think I'm going to take the under. I think the line's at 26 and a half. I'm going to go under. But the score doesn't matter. All we care about is how we look. I think my favorite memory in preseason history, and this this is where I'm going to leave it at, is is uh, Logan Cook coming out 
and and just absolutely leveling someone on the sideline. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. that was one of my. I, fa- I I never got so hype in my life, and he was ecstatic. His his finisher oh, yeah. afterwards was just got it me. Was right on the Jaguar sideline, right? Oh, I was ready to run through a wall. Yeah, that every, was that was what two was. three years ago. Fantastic moment. I, I think my favorite moment was in 2017. I don't know who they were playing. I don't even really remember the play. I just remember they ran like a fake kickoff or a fake punt, and like. It was a sick play, and everybody was pissed because they're like, "Why did we waste that in the preseason?" But then during <laughs> it that wouldn't season, have worked in the regular season. Yeah, then it, during the pre, during the re- regular season, we ran like two more fake punts, and they were completely different from that one. It was uh, it was a blast. Yeah, I think for me, it's Chad Henney to Keelan Cole for seventy yards. Man, that was insane. That the play that made Keelan Cole. And it came from Chad Henney, the guy we had just gotten to be the one-year starter above Blake Bortles. It was, it was magical. It was pure magic. Yeah, I don't even remember that one. <laughs> I do. It's it's honestly best if we forget most of Jaguar history. I mean, that's <laughs> Quinn Gray, man, Mister August. I'll never forget Quinn Gray. This man's talking. I was about excited. First, first, first. Byron Leftwich. Now Quinn Gray. This guy's Quinn, just going down a whole a whole. David Gerard. Yeah. Hey, man. Give me more, we, man. Give me more, huh? <laughs> Blaine Jabeur. Like yeah. Magoo. Give me more. I like the Alex Magoo preseason where he like. <laughs> Way outplayed. Pat called him Magoo too. Remember him? He was like running the ball over the place. And, I did. I do. Like I do. His name's not Magoo. <laughs> and it was the same game where Minshew got his like face mask blown off by that Ravens guy. Yep. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was a picture that floated around social media for for all of time. And then Nick Foles went down. We were like, shit. <laughs> I, lo- I love the Alex Magoo. I love that. It's great. Yeah. It was McGoo or something like that. You got just fucking Magoo. Well, it was like, it was, his last name was spelt weird. It was like Magoo. It was like Magoo or it looked like that, but it was actually it was pronounced Magoo. <laughs> he played like Magoo too. So. Someone, someone do a welfare check on Alex Magoo for us and make sure he's doing okay. Welfare check? That sounds nice. How you get one of those? <laughs> Sign me up. I'm looking him up now. Alex Magoo. Uh, <laughs> he's for, he's a quarterback for the Birmingham Stallions of the USFL. Look oh, good for him. Uh-huh. Look at that. Look good at for him. him. Go, dude. Let's go, Stallions. Got Magoo, dude. He's got flow. Yeah. He's got a tattoo sleeve. This guy's got it going on. Well, do you want to give our score predictions for the preseason game pack? Because Jaguar gave us thirteen yeah, to want, nine. Yeah, brother. I'm I'm gonna I'm, watch this. I'm gonna throw darts at a wall. I here. got one for you right here. That was go ahead. Fifteen fourteen Jaguars. <laughs> oh man, a nail biter. <laughs> Fifteen fourteen Jaguars, baby. I've got six to seventeen. And I'm gonna let you figure out who I got six. Well, on. let's talk about the Raiders. Well, we're not gonna make any kicks, so that's probably the that's the missed extra point. <laughs> oh, okay. Oh, that makes. Sense. Who's the Raiders' backup quarterback? Devin, look that up. Devin, look up the Raiders' backup quarterback, and let's find out who's gonna be doing it to us. Jarrett Stidham and Nick Mullins. Oh, Nick Mullins. That's dangerous. Stidham. He sounds familiar. Yes, yeah, Stidham Dude, was a Patriot. He was on the Patriots. Oh, that's right. He was playing yeah. for Auburn. Dude, we could have had Nick Mullins versus C.J. Beathard, the 49ers, like, 
revenge game. I know. And then now we got Josh McDaniels. The first time, first time Josh McDaniels has been a head coach in years against the Jaguars. Let's do it. I'm, how I'm how long do it. you have Josh McDaniels as the head coach for the for the Raiders, Jaguar, before he runs back home to dad and, and before he goes back and sucks on Belichick's nipple? Yeah. Um, how how I'd long do you say, give him? I'll give him I'll give him a good four years. Four years. Yeah. yeah. Has he? He hasn't stayed longer than four weeks away from home, has he? Yeah. Well, the first place he was just he dragged the Tebow and it got him the hell out of town. And then yeah, he just didn't want to. I don't know. I don't Jaguar know. Jaguar great Tim Tebow. You fucking talk about him with some damn respect. <laughs> <laughs> Jaguar great. Jaguar legend. <laughs> Absolutely. You saw God. How many jerseys camp? they sold for that man in in just a few weeks? Is is? Oh my God! I went to Dicks and it was like all Trevor Lawrence and Tebow stuff. I'm like, what is this? Gut wrenching. What's That's with all this ter- Trevor Lawrence stuff? Get all this <laughs> Trevor Lawrence <laughs> shit out of here. <laughs> I'll be honest with you, because I grew up a Gator fan. It was pretty cool seeing him out there <laughs> at training camp. And you know him and those cobra biceps out there. I was yeah, like, but Sean, but Sean, did you hear what he said? He said it was pretty cool yeah. to see him out there. Like Jimmy he didn't Smith say, son. "Hey, he should be fucking starting week one." Okay, <laughs> he said it was either. cool. It was cool to see it. You know, it was nice to see it. That was a nice little throwback to him. He didn't come out and say and beat the fucking Rafters. Tim Tebow's number one tight end. He needs to start. He needs to get play time. I would have liked he Tim didn't... Tebow as a goal line back, baby. I want him as a goal. Line back. That's what I wanted him as. He's, but you know, he's back at home now, Sean, where he belongs. <laughs> yeah. yeah. All right. Vegas Raiders, Kenyon Drake, Josh Jacobs. Uh, are we going to see Devontae Adams? Like, this is team, like, this is a fun team. Devontae Adams, yeah, Darren Waller. We're not going to see Devontae Adams. Oh, I just, I don't, we're probably not going to see any of those guys, but. Yeah. I don't see any reason why the Raiders play any of their starters. I, I, for, I think it's a well put together team. I mean, it was a uh, new head p- coach. Potential. Yeah. New head coach, but potential you know, Super Bowl team last year. I mean, there's, there's nothing, there's nothing to, to see. I, honestly, the Jaguars should go out there and, Played the stars a whole game and just beat their ass. <laughs> oh, I, I love that take. I imagine love that. that. We, imagine that we throw in a game plan. We like we scout for Jarrett Stidham. See what <laughs> see what irks him. Their guys, their starters don't even have pads on. They didn't even make the trip with their equipment, and so they can't even make a, a, a game changing decision. Fucking backfires. We lose by three scores. <laughs> The stars to the backups out there, though. Trevor Lawrence is out here in the fourth quarter, struggling to move the ball. <laughs> sweat, just sweat, and just beat his sweat. Uh, Undrafted free agents flying around, seeing ghosts. Two and 18, 50 yards. The Jaguar fans are diving into that Jaguar whiskey immediately, just like everything will be okay. It'll be okay. We'll figure it out. And they, they do the they do the camera and they show up in the box like Urban Meyer with a with a with a whiskey <laughs> oh ginger in his hand, <laughs> smiling. The fucking great Gatsby like, meme. They do the Jerry Jones like bo- like booth booth shot and you just see Urban up there oh, with a little spritzer. Oh my god. <laughs> I was behind the scenes all it's for Trent Balky, but he takes his mask off and it's Herbert Meyer and we're like no <laughs> but at least it's Balky not a far drive from his bar in Ohio so yeah he might be there oh it oh, is in Ohio see? yeah he's oh can't yeah he's yeah, got a box he's got a box of that game box. for sure oh he got a box at a local bar that's near there as well <laughs> the urban cantina 
therapy cantina. I was thinking of a different box. <laughs> and with that, <laughs> Jaguar, man, we had you slotted for 30 minutes. And here we are coming up on an hour. All right. It's been a good time. Yeah, a good time. That was fun. All right, let's wrap it up here so we don't take up more of your time. Go ahead and drop your plugs for us. Where can we find you? Yeah, man, I'm on uh, YouTube, UCF Jaguar, Twitter, Instagram, at UCF underscore Jaguar. Also on the Relevant app, I do a podcast with Tom McManus every Tuesday night at 9 p.m. Eastern time over there exclusively on Relevant. So that's a good time, too, and just always... Uh, on Twitter, wasting time as I work remotely at home. So. Yeah, Twitter is Pat's home away from home. That's it. <laughs> My people. Yeah. Well, it was great to have you on with us. We will definitely have to do this again sometime. Appreciate you. That yeah, sounds great. Thank you for the time, man. Right, Take care. Well, ladies and gentlemen, that is it for today. Thank you, as always, for tuning in to the Duval Hot Takes podcast. I'm Taylor Smith, moderator. Sean Daly, host. Pat Smith, co-host. Devin Mabe, facts and stats. And a big thank you once again to UCF Jaguar for joining us today. If you want to hop on the mic with us, be sure to hit us up on Twitter at Duval Hot Takes or just share your takes with us there and we'll shout you out here. Everyone, it has been a long road to get here, but the Jaguars take the field tomorrow, less than 24 hours away. We'll be on Twitter with our live reactions and we'll see you with our post-game review shortly after. Until then... Peace.